So, so good. Well, I just, um, just to tap into even what Pastor Nick was just sharing before, um, I'm excited because this particular Tuesday night, we have got our uh, Christmas party for all of our leaders and volunteers in the life of the church. And uh, I got to tell you, it's a party, man. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of honor moments and uh, lots of food, which is really great. And uh, I'm excited for what God is going to do because I just love the fact that, you know, we can take this moment to thank everybody who has served and helped and being a part of really the vision here to influence people to Jesus and transform cities. It takes everybody, doesn't it? takes all of us together, you know, all playing our part, doing our role. And uh, and it's just a great night of honor. And that's this Tuesday night. So if you are on a serving team, you haven't already registered, please jump on, register for that. It's going to be an amazing night this Tuesday night as well, which is great. And uh, I want to welcome anyone joining us online today. Great to have you with us this morning also. And we're going to dive into a new message series called When Heaven Invades. And, uh, and I love this series. I've actually been really just praying over the last few weeks and lead up to this series and what God is going to do. I'm excited for Pastor Locke Jones next week as well. It's going to be an amazing Sunday. And, uh, but, you know, today uh, I really want to just bring an opener uh, to the fact of, of, of God's heart for us, God's heart to invade and come into our world and into our space. I want you to know today that, that God's intention is to invade in our world. His intention is to come and get into our families, our marriages, our, our home, our workplaces, to come into our, our schools and our universities and right across our community. God wants to be engaged in our world. Who believes that today? And how many know when, when heaven invades, it's not about, you know, uh, 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 like a con- another country invading another country. We've seen that happen in our world. Please keep praying for our globe and nations like Israel and, and, and all the uh, Iraq, uh, just in those areas of, of Palestine and everything that's going on. There. Let's keep praying for that as well. Let's pray for the, uh, the Russia-Ukraine uh, situation there that's been ongoing. There's a lot going on in the world. I was only just listening uh, this, this week. Uh, to a podcast that was doing around the world, um, you know, snippet of what's been going on in the world. And it just made me think, man, this world needs Jesus. This world needs Jesus. You know, our, our nations need Jesus. Now, there's a massive war in the Sudan right now. Huge. The media won't even say anything about it. But it, it's a huge war. People are dying. There's all sorts of things going on. As other countries, there's, you know, uh, ethnic cleansing that's going on with the Armenians right now. And they were pushed out of their country. And, and, uh, and you know, just like a million people, just you're not living here anymore. And just made refugees in a moment. And, you know, we look at these things that are going on in our world and even in our own country and what's going on here. Our world needs God. Our world needs Jesus. Our country in Australia needs Jesus right now. And so we, we, this whole series is about us being switched on to the fact that, Lord, we are your vessels. We are the ones that carry your Holy Spirit. We carry your presence wherever we go. And we bring Jesus. We bring the Holy Ghost. We bring the kingdom of God wherever we go. And who believes when God comes in, that's where there's life. That's where there's healing. That's where there's deliverance and there's wholeness and there's breakthrough and there's promises that come to pass. Not like another country invading another country where it could be destructive and people are dying. When God comes in, that's where there's life. That's where there's dreams, you know, fulfilled and and hopes that it reignited in people's lives because that is what Jesus brings wherever he goes. And we want that in our world. We want that in our homes. 
We want that in our community, in our city around us. We want that in our nation. Who believes that today? So let's pray as we start. Lord, we thank you today. We want heaven to invade in every situation, God, in every part of our families, our homes, our, our workplaces, God, our community around us. We want heaven to invade into the, into the church, into this city. And, and God, I just pray that, God, your blessing and anointing would be upon us as we want to be the people that have our hearts in faith and expectation and readiness to be your vessels, God, wherever we go. And we thank you for that now in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, amen. Well, I want to share about uh, two key things this morning. Firstly, I wanted to talk about Acts 2. I want to talk about Pentecost today and uh, talk about the power of what happened with the early church in that moment in their preparation. And alongside of that, I want to talk about the story of Elijah and Elisha. I want to talk about how they, they coincide so, so well and about the preparation and readiness for the promises and the blessings and the breakthroughs of God. And, uh, and so, so, you know, we see when we, we look at Pentecost, we see that was the birthing of the church, wasn't it? It, was, it happened 50 days after the ascension of Jesus into heaven. So his death, his resurrection, you know, uh, it says in Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, that over 500 people saw Jesus alive, which is pretty incredible. And, uh, and when he ascended to heaven, he said, hey, you know, tarry in Jerusalem, pray, stay in unity, stay together. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour out my presence over you. This is 50 days later. But I, it says this in, in Jesus' own words in Acts 1.8. And this is what he said to the disciples before they went to wait and tarry for the Holy Ghost. But you shall receive power. Everyone say power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. How many know there? this is a powerful moment that set the early church, the 120 that gathered together in that upper room. They tarried, they prayed, they stayed together. They met daily for communion, daily for prayer, and believing God and not knowing when the Holy Spirit would come. Not knowing that it would be a 50-day period or a 100-day period or three months or a year. They didn't know. They just stepped out in expectation, believing that what Jesus said was true and it was going to happen. And that is the power of faith and expectation. And this is what happened as they were there on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2, 1-4 says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place, Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared, settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. Man, this is powerful, isn't it? The birth of the church the birth of a move of God that has spread across the world today where over 2 billion people confess Jesus as Lord across our world today. And we look at this and know, man, thank you for that moment of heaven invading in that moment. But I want to tell you, when heaven invades, he wants to keep moving. Amen. God wants to keep moving through our lives, generation after generation, until Jesus returns. And my first key I want to share today is the key of the promise. Promise of the Holy Spirit. Promise 
of God's power. You know, in John 14, Jesus had promised the Holy Spirit would come. And he said, the Spirit will come. He will be the helper and he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. So you'll have a, he's got a specific role that he brings as, a, as he is the, the, very in, uh, the, the very presence and spirit of Jesus Christ that comes into our lives, fills us to bring conviction to, of sin and righteousness and of judgment. He is our helper. He is our comforter. I mean, I could go for a half an hour right now and sharing all about who the Holy Spirit is. But I want to say I'm just thankful for him. I'm thankful for the person of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus promised that he would come and he would bring the power of God into every situation of our lives for those who are believers and those who confess Jesus as Lord and filled with the Holy Spirit, we carry his power everywhere we go. But I love the early church and I love the first church that they tarried, didn't they? They came connected and in one accord, and they came in worship and in prayer every day until the promise came. All right. There was a, a preparation for the promise. There was a daily heart and a daily vigil in their lives for the promise of God to move. I want us to know this today, that as Christ followers, we're called to remain in preparation every day. To keep our lives connected to what God is doing every single day, to be connected to the Spirit of God, to be connected to what God is doing in and through our lives, that we are a part of something greater than just ourselves. We're a part of a kingdom picture, amen? And we're filled with the Holy Spirit and there is a heart to remain engaged and prepared daily for all that God wants to do. And this is what the early church did. They came engaged and prepared for the promise. The promise was coming and it was coming to those who were prepared and positioned for what he was about to do. And we enjoyed worship this morning. How powerful was it? I love being in the house of God. I love the psalm that David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go up into the house of the Lord. Let's go and worship. Let's go and come together because there is a power as we gather as the church that is one of the most evangelical things we do to say to our city around us that God is real. Jesus is real. He's powerful. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal your marriage. He wants to set you free. He wants to break the addictions off your life. He wants to move in power in your world. Life is not hopeless. It's hopeful through Jesus Christ. And that's the power of what we are doing right now in this moment. There's an engagement to the presence of God. Now I look about, look at the, the life of Elisha and Elijah. And at the end moment where Elisha was about to, Elijah actually was about to be taken up into heaven. How many know that's just so, it's hard sometimes. You got Elijah and Elisha. I mean, he could have been called John. At least one of them. We just name him Bob or something, you know what I mean? This is going to be so close of names. But we've got Elijah and Elisha. And Elisha has served Elijah for a number of years, okay? And we see that he's been a servant. He's waited on, on Elijah and waited on the man of God, the prophet of Israel. And, and, and it comes that moment he's about to be taken up into heaven in a powerful way. And, and so we see this story here that that when in, in Acts, uh, in actually 2 Kings uh, 2, it talks about the story of how 
Elijah was ready to be taken up to heaven through a chariot of fire. And he went from to Bethel, to Jericho, to the Jordan. And at Bethel, he says to his servant, Elijah, he says, hey, I'm going to go on to Jericho. Why don't you just stay here? I mean, that's pretty amazing. After years and years of service, it's like, you've been great. Thanks so much, buddy. But I'm going to go. Why don't you just stay here? And, uh, and, 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 and I love the response of Elisha that he says this to Elijah. He says, as the Lord lives, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. I will not leave. I'm staying in the move of God. I'm staying with what God is doing. I'm not going to be outside of that. I'm not going to be away from that. I'm going to be where God is at. I'm going to be there in that moment. And, and so, so he says, I'm coming with you. And so even the voices around him were telling him, just stay here. Okay. And even the prophets in that area of Bethel came out to him and go, don't you know, don't you know your master Elijah is going to be taken from you today? Don't you know? He's, oh no, be quiet. Be quiet. I'm going with him. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the move of God. I'm staying in what God is doing and that's what he does he follows him on to Jericho so that test continues goes to Jericho Elijah looks at Elisha and says hey mate you've been great thanks so much you've been awesome thanks for nearly 10 years of service you're a legend mate but I'm going on to the Jordan you can stay here and he says the same thing as the Lord lives as your soul lives I will not leave you I'm staying with you I'm staying with the move of God and so he goes on to the Jordan and we see there is a test here to see whether Elisha was prepared to keep engaging, to keep preparing himself for the promise, to keep moving forward. He knew in his heart that if I'm in the moment when God is moving, I'll be able to take a hold of whatever God's got next, whatever he's got next. And, and so he keeps on going, he keeps his heart engaged and he keeps moving forward. And this was the heart even of the early church even of that 120 in that upper room. I mean, I, I think about this, I think, wow, where were the other people? 500 people saw Jesus raised from the dead. Let that sit for a second. You were dead, whipped, bleeding, nails in your hands and feet. You died on a cross, yet I saw you alive and I spoke to you. Where were the rest of those people? Come on now. Where were they? Jesus said, Tarry, I'm going to move. There's power. There's anointing. It's coming. And, and he said, hey, I'm about to do something powerful, something great. And there were 120. Praise God for the 120. Praise God for the 120 in the upper room that were staying in it, hanging in there, going, believing for God to move. How many know when God did move, the rest of those, those people were back. They came back. They were, hey, God's moving. We're ready. Well, let's go. Let's keep moving forward. And I just love that 3,000 people after the day of Pentecost got saved in one day. Who loves that? That's a revival. That's revival. And so we see here that, that, we, that they remained. They tarried. They were in unity. They were believing together. And this is the power of what God wants us to do as Christ followers, as people of God, I know this is that God has more. He has more for the church. He has more for our city. He has more for the world around us. God is readying us and preparing our hearts for a greater move. And I want to say today, let's be like Elisha. 
Let's be like that 120 in the upper room and let's stay in unity. Let's stay together. Let's stay moving for what God is about to do because he's going to move. Amen. He's got more in store for this latter part of the year. He's got more in store for 2024. Oh man, I am so excited for 2024. I'm pumped for what God's going to do in 2024 because he's got a plan for this city around us. And you and I, we're a part of this. We're a part of what God is about to do. And I love that if heaven wants to invade, oh man, my heart is open. I'm ready for what God is about to do. We're prepared for the promise. Amen. Are you prepared for the promise? Let's keep our heart engaged. Keep our heart in there, prepared for the promise. The second part is the power. The power of God. Acts 2.2 says, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. See, it's amazing how God can move suddenly. You ever notice that? I've noticed that at times when I've been believing God for miracles and breakthroughs and sometimes I've had to believe for long periods of time. Kate and I believe in unity together for miracles and then suddenly... God's a God of suddenly sometimes, isn't he? Suddenly God will just move and the breakthrough will come. I've got testimony after testimony after testimony of the way that God has done that, not only in our lives, but also in this church as well. The miracles of the suddenlies. And sometimes the suddenlies have so much more weight because of the length of time that it took waiting for the suddenly. Amen. But it's about the heart that says, God, you are going to move in power. And this is what God did suddenly as they're praying. They didn't know it was going to be day 50. They didn't know it was going to be the day of Pentecost. But suddenly the Holy Spirit came, filled the room with a mighty windstorm. It came into the room and then there was like fire, like tongues of fire that rested on their heads to show the power of God. And just like Elijah and Elisha, when they finally crossed the Jordan, because Elijah took his mantle off his shoulders, hit the water, and the waters parted. I mean, that's a pretty powerful day of miracles. The waters parted. They crossed over on dry ground. They're on the other side. They're walking. They're talking. And, and, and you know, and Elijah says to Elisha, hey, what, what do you want? You, you've, you've stayed with me the whole time. What do you want? What is it that you need? And he said, hey, I want a double portion of your anointing to come on me. A double portion. He said, you've asked a hard thing. But if you're there, when God takes me, you'll get it. You'll get it right then in that moment. The chariots of fire, boom, hand, come and parted them together. And Elijah jumps on and he gets taken to heaven in a, in a windstorm and fire. And so a lot of times in the old covenant, in the old testament, when God was showing his power, he would often show it through those two signs, through wind and fire. And here was that moment again, wind and fire, God was showing his power in that moment. And so as Elijah was taken up into heaven, his mantle kind of falls down to the ground and Elisha picks up his mantle. And I love this. I, this, this is my kind of guy. This is my kind of man. He was a bald guy like me. He was, he's my kind of man, Elisha. And, uh, and he walks up to the water and he first thing he does is smacks the water and says this statement, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And boom, the waters part. I love that kind of faith. I love it. Mate, I was here. I was in the position. I was prepared. I was ready. So man, I'm ready for the suddenly. I'm ready for the move of God today where heaven is going to invade earth and I'm going to see these waters part. 
And they did. And the, the anointing rested on Elisha from that point on, which is so powerful. And I love the harp here as he, as he crossed over, you know, and, and, and as, he, as he walked into that anointing. Do you know that Elisha actually did double the amount of miracles that Elijah did? Double. Even after he died, there were Ishmaelite traders that one of their guys actually died and they opened up Elisha, Elisha's grave and threw him in there and he came back to life. So he raised from the dead and they brought him back out and said, this is a really cool grave. Like, wow, let's come back here if we need to, you know, like, but that was the exact amount of double the miracles that he saw. So what he asked for, what he had faith for and, was, and, and believed for, God did it. God did it through his life. And so we see here is that the power of God came in that situation, an Old Testament story, and the power of God came on the church as well. So they go out from there and they're, they're speaking in other languages and tongues and all those things. The power of God is manifested there in that moment. And that's the day when, I, when Peter goes out and he preaches the message of his life. I mean, this is, I've preached a long time, decades. And I just, this was one of those moments when he preached, it was like, man, I don't care. I think everyone in Jerusalem heard him preach that day. No microphones, no nothing. There was an anointing on him where he got up under the power of God and preached the gospel in such power. 3,000 people get saved in that moment. Church went from 120 to 3,120 in one day. How powerful is that? That's the move of God, the move of his power. And so as Jesus said earlier in Acts 1.8, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be witnesses in Judea, Jerusalem, and to the outer parts of the earth, Samaria. You'll, you'll take this power to the world. How many know when there is power of God, there is always purpose attached to it? There's purpose attached to the power. See, God wants us to realize in our lives that we are vessels for Him. We are conduits for the move of God. We're vessels. And God wants to move in our lives and he wants to bless and bless our families, our marriages, our lives in so many ways. God has so much promise for our lives as people of God. But he also wants to see our lives and wants us to believe that I'm a vessel for you to flow through, to overflow into, into other people's lives. So the people I work with, they're going to get the overflow of what God's doing in power in my life. The people I go to school with, if you're a teenager and you're in a school today, a high school, God wants to overflow his power from your life into your friends and into your teachers and into your school environment. If you're a uni student, you're starting to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it may be, man, you need to know when you're going into that lecture, when you're going into that shoot every day, you are an overflow of a vessel of the power of God to other people's lives. And I want to encourage us today, we carry the presence of God. We carry it with us every single day. And whenever we go into those spaces, spaces and places in our lives, we are bringing Jesus with us. We're bringing Christ with us because Jesus lives in us through the Holy Spirit. So we're bringing him into that place. You know, there's, there's been moments when I've been ready to walk into particular environments, sometimes environments that even wanted to intimidate me. And I've walked up before I've entered in or as I'm driving to that space, I've said, Jesus, you're walking in with me today. I, all authority, all authority has been given to you today. As I walk into this environment today, I'm bringing you with me. 
And Lord, you're going to shift. You're going to change. You're going to move things in favor of what heaven needs in this moment right now. And there's some of you here today, maybe business people, you've got to walk into some pretty heavy meetings sometimes. I want you to know how you carry Jesus with you. You carry him with you as you walk into that environment, that space. No matter what it is in our lives, sometimes we, you could be dealing with stuff with your kids and school life and all sorts of things. I want to tell you, you carry Jesus into that environment, you know, for your children and for your family. And in that situation, maybe it's for their friends or, or, or for their school inform, you know, environment. And man, something's got to change. Something's got to shift. I want, you to, I want you to know this today, that you carry Jesus into that. They carry Jesus into those situations. We're not alone. We carry power. And heaven wants to invade earth in every situation of our lives. And that power lives in us through the Holy Spirit. And this is who we are as the church. We are on the winning team. We have power through Jesus Christ. And God wants us to realize today how powerful you are through the Holy Spirit. How much you carry. Last week I preached about the armor of God. If you missed that message, please jump on your power YouTube page. Listen to that message. Because there's power. We're armored up. How many of we got a dress code? As a Christ follower, our dress code is pretty. It's awesome. I mean, there's swords involved and shields and helmets and all sorts of stuff. It's, it's an armor in the spirit. But it recognizes the fact that we are his people. We're citizens of heaven. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're not, we're not affected by what's going on in our world. We're, in, we're affecting the world through the power of God that lives within us today. Amen. Oh man, God wants to move in our lives. He wants to move to impact the people in our lives. Amen. The situations we're in every day. So the church was formed for this. See, the church didn't form and then found a mission. The church exists because of the mission. I'll say that again. Church didn't form because it was a good idea and a nice thing to do and then found a mission. The church exists because of the mission. The commission Christ has given us. Go on to all, all the world, make disciples of all the nations. Preach the gospel to the poor. Lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Come on, bring my power to the world around you. I want to use you. That's what Jesus says to us. I want to use your life. I want to use the church. I want to use us together to see things change for the good, for God, and for his kingdom. Amen. Do you believe this today? This is what we're called to. This is what we're a part of. It's exciting. It's incredible. And you and I, we carry this every day of our lives. And my prayer today is that we believe it. That's my prayer. Is that we believe this? You wake up tomorrow, Monday, you'll believe this when you go to work. You'll believe this as you drop the kids off to school. You'll believe this as you maybe go to that tough meeting you've got to go to. You'll believe this in every single part of your life. You'll believe this when you get home on Monday night and you've got to bath the kids and do all the stuff and make dinner and get everything out. No, no, I'm, I'm a person of faith. I believe there's power in me. You'll believe this everywhere you go as you minister, as you lead, as you do life. There's power together. And oh, oh, I'm praying we believe this as the church together. Do you believe it today? With all the things we're seeing happen, you know, every single week, you know, every week, if you didn't already know it, we've got hundreds of teenagers get fed breakfast every week as our team go out and, and Pastor Nick, Joe and, and, and Tia leads our school's team that go in there, RIT teaching to hundreds of children in state schools every single week in this church. 
We've got our play group, that Lucy, amazing Lucy, runs with a great team here on a, on, a, on a Wednesday morning every fortnight. And there are half of the people are not churched people at all, but reaching them for Christ, which is incredible. You know, think about the frogs, the red frogs that go to our university and there's a whole bunch of uni students coming out and they're feeding them and they're connecting with them and, 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 and getting relationships and get connection with them every single Thursday night. And I'm thankful to Justin uh, Sason and all his team that go up there every Thursday night. I mean, as a church, there's so many things we're doing as a church and reaching families and different age brackets through the life of the church. But you and I, we're a part of this. We're a part of this. We're here to influence people for Jesus. And we're here, here to transform this city for his kingdom. Amen. So good. Let's just close our eyes this morning as we wrap up today. I want to ask if there is anyone here today and maybe you've never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life today. I want to give you that opportunity where you can today. I'm going to pray in a few moments from now. And I just want to encourage anyone here today, if, you've, if you're here, maybe you've come with a friend or family member, maybe you saw us online, you Googled us and you found the church and you're here. I want you to know this today. You're not here by accident. You're not here by chance. You're here because God wants to get your attention. He loves you. He's got a plan for you, a purpose for your life. He wants to do this journey of life with you. And I, I just want you to know this today that God knows you. He knows your story. He knows the, the great moments in your life and he knows all the pain moments in your life as well. He knows every part of you and he loves you. And I, I, I just know that this prayer we're about to pray in a few moments, this prayer is about us knowing Jesus, us knowing him. If God knows everything about us, it's about opening up our lives and our heart and praying, Jesus, come into my heart as my savior, as my Lord. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna start this journey with you today. And that's there for anyone if you want to today. So I want to ask right now, if you want to say yes to Jesus, I'd love if your eyes are closed, if you can just raise your hand right now. Lift up your hand in this moment and say, I, I want Jesus in my life. I want to say yes to him today. I want to start a journey with Jesus today. If that's you today, just lift up your hand. Raise it high today. Awesome. Awesome. I want to ask if there's anyone here, maybe you need to make a recommitment to Jesus. Maybe... In your life, you've, you've been saved, but you know you've pulled back from God, pulled away from Jesus. You want to you come and reconnect and recommit your life to Jesus today. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand today. Raise your hand and say, I, I need him. I need him. I need to come back. If that's you today. Say yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Of course. Well, we're going to pray this prayer together. I'd love for you to repeat these words after me today. And uh, as I pray it, so let's pray together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin, my past. Thank you for dying for me, raising from the dead for me. I accept you today as my Savior, my Lord. I'm born again into your kingdom and family. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Could we put our hands together on anyone who prayed that prayer for the first time? Today, we honor you so much. Incredible.